Good morning. This is MT Clark, and this is the MT for Christ 24-7 podcast, and this is Bible study with the Sincatis. Today we're joined by Arthur and Susanna Sincati, Pastor Bob Costello, and my lovely silent partner at the time is uh, Tammy Lynn Clark. <laughs> good morning yeah, everybody good morning. good morning we're gonna have some fun today, fun today. That's yes. My wife. yes yeah i could tell look at that look at that pretty yeah. smile um good morning it's great to see everyone again to be gathered together once again around god's word the campfire of god's word i love that idea mm. father so grateful this morning to have a, a new day. The breath of life is uh, is rich within us, and we have uh, <clears throat> approached this day, this day which you have made, mm. and that you made, you declared was good. We're going to um, uh, fixate upon your goodness and your grace today, Lord God, as we as we gather together around your word yeah. to uh, uh, seek you out, to hear your voice, and um, <clears throat> to honor you and glorify you by agreeing with what is, is said, what, what transpires here. I pray that you bind us all together in love for one another. And we thank you and praise you for this wonderful opportunity. And we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, last week, um, I knew as soon as the words uh, dropped out of my mouth that this is where we were going. And, and sure enough, I've been, been pondering this, this subject uh, all week. It's a rich, beautiful subject. Last week we were talking about language and mm. some of the dynamics of language, yeah. just how um, uh, impactful, how foundational it is. We talked about first cause, how we go back, we look for a first cause of language and, and we go all the way back to Genesis uh, 1, 1, 2. And we, it says, God said, and mm. he engaged language. And that was powerful. Today's... Um, uh, uh, verse to to start out with is is therefore god has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name mm -hmm. the title of today the message is what what's in a name mm -hmm. and we're going to find out that there's uh, much in a name mm -hmm. um, and uh, of course that uh, verse from philippians 2 9 goes on to say and at the name of jesus every knee shall buy bow every knee shall mm -hmm. bow uh, above the earth uh on earth and in in all heaven we should uh get that right and i'm stumbling over it yeah let me grab that uh that passage <laughs> from the new king james version it says philippians 2 9 through 11 i'm going to give you the whole thing therefore yeah, god all also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of those in heaven and of those on earth and of those under the earth. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God, the father. Amen. You know, what strikes me with, with that is when Arthur said now, Mark, when you said it, it's not, he was not given a name. He was given the name. Yeah, that's good. Yes, it's is. not just any name. Right. You know, it's mm -hmm. not just willy-nilly kind of, oh, well, we'll, we'll call him this. Mm -hmm. yeah. No, it is the name, and at the name, every knee will bow. So there's, there's, mm -hmm. there's, I mean, we talked about language, talked about, you know, the sentence structure, you talked about, you know, 
proactive wording and that God in the Bible doesn't put anything in just as filler. Right. It has, there, everything that's written in the Bible has a merit. It has purpose. I agree. And I think that that's important because, you know, a lot of people just, you know, Satan, of course, you know, likes to, to make a, a, a shambles of God's word in whatever he does. So, I mean, you know, even our, our son-in-law-to-be, his name is Jesus Emmanuel. That's his given name. And so, you know, people, you know, go about saying, you know, calling their children Jesus or calling their children Jesus or whatever. And and Satan thinks that's, that's going to water down the name. But it's not. It's not because God's in control of that, you know? Absolutely. Um, and I, yeah, that, that definite article is definitely, you know, exaltation the name and uh you know that it sh every tongue should confess that jesus christ is lord um you know that the the use of the there just reminds me of uh, when i was a sportsman a sports fan a big sports fan uh, i would watch uh football and a lot of the uh, as introduction uh, the the players would say hi i'm you know whoever bo jackson uh from whatever college and um and and the the graduates of ohio state um always would say um the ohio state like like there's only one it was like they were highly exalting their alma mater you know by yeah. using the word the and you know it's it's if it's a silly usage and and you know in the sports world where it's the ohio state university um whereas uh you know it's the name uh, above every name so right right indeed and, and to flip back briefly to the subject of of language we spend a great deal of time in, in our Bible studies, in all our preachings, dissecting language, uh, looking to the etymology of words, looking to the Greek and, and, and uh, uh, Hebrew and even the Latin derivation of some of the words that we draw out in English. Uh, I had uh, a very interesting perspective growing up because my parents spoke Italian but they didn't speak Italian in the home. So tragically they, you know, they didn't transport that or translate that on, onto myself or my brothers. But my mom would say something, she'd have her little expressions in Italian. And then I'd, I'd inevitably ask her what that means. And she said, she'd always have some response like, oh, it, it loses something in the translation. And the dynamic of translation is very tedious. We know that uh, Martin Luther translated the New Testament mm -hmm. into German in about um, nine months or short period of time. I, it might have even been shorter than that. I'm thinking off the top of my head, but mm -hmm. it took him. I like well, nine months because he gave birth to it. I, you know, but, <laughs> but I don't know if it's nine months or not, but yeah, uh, but I like that play on words there. To translate the Hebrew into German. And at some point or another, he said that uh, trying to make these Hebrews speak German is nearly impossible. <laughs> so it's a very tedious endeavor to translate. And that brings us you know, back to some of what we discussed last week about the Tower of Babel, uh, Genesis uh, chapter 11, where God confused the language. And that had just echoed through the centuries. But today... We uh, are engaging this aspect of language, which is very substantial, an aspect of language, which is naming. And um, we saw last week how 
how Adam named the animals right there in, in, in Genesis chapter two. Again, we, we fold back to first cause. This is, uh, this is foundational stuff. Adam actually names his helper uh, when God gives him uh, a helper, steals a rib, uh, puts him to sleep, steals a rib. And uh, he uh, also uh, calling her Ish, Isha, Isha in Genesis 2.23. And, uh, and then calling her Eve, or Shava in Genesis 3.20, Eve meaning uh, life or living, in that she was the, the, the mother of all uh, uh, that living. Uh, Strong sim simply um, uh, defines it as, causatively as life giver or first woman. So uh, Adam is right out of the, the, the starting block there, naming. <laughs> naming naming the animals, naming his helpmate, and uh, so this demands, I, I believe, uh, uh, looking at as as a both a foundational biblical principle and something that's important and has vitality. And I, I think we're gonna, I hope, I believe in God, we're gonna flush that out today. Our title <laughs> comes from Shakespeare. What's in a name <laughs> that? Uh, um, yeah. which uh, we call by any other name, a rose would smell as sweet. So we, Susanna and I are going to take a, a, a shot at Romeo and Juliet, uh, act two, All right. scene two. All right. And All right. it starts out with, with um, uh, Romeo saying, she speaks. This is here. Oh, she speaks. Uh, oh, speak again, bright angel, for thou art as glorious as this night being on my head, as is a winged messenger of heaven unto the white upturned wondrous eyes of mortals that fall back to gaze on him when he bestrides the lazy puffing clouds and sails upon the bosom of the air. Oh, Romeo, Romeo, wherefore art thou, Romeo? Deny thy father and refuse thy name, or if not, thou will not be sworn, my love, and I will no longer be a Capulet. Shall I hear more, or shall I speak at this? Tis but thy name that is my enemy. Thou art thyself, not a Montague. What's a Montague? It is neither hand or foot nor arm nor face. Oh, be some other name belonging to a man. A man. What's in a name? That which is a rose would be called by any other word would smell so sweet. So Romeo would were not he not Romeo called. Retain that dear perfection which he owns without a title. Romeo doth that name, and for thy name, which is no part of thee, take all myself. I take uh, thee at thy word. Call me but love, that I'll be new baptized henceforth. I never will be Romeo. Okay. What man art thou that bescreens in night, who stumbles upon my counsel? By name, I know not how to tell thee who I am. My name, dear saint, is hateful to myself because it is an enemy to thee. Uh, had, I, had I written it, I would tear it down. My ears have not yet drunk the hundred words of thy tongue's utterance, yet I know that sound. Thou art Romeo and a Montague. Neither fair said either, uh, if either thee dislike. 
So mm -hmm. there is the great discourse on on um, the name, and uh, if uh, a rose be called by any other name, would it, it, it would certainly smell as sweet. But um, I'm believing that uh, the, the Hebrews would disagree with that <laughs> because uh, in ancient cultures, they put great emphasis on, on a name. Mm -hmm. And uh, last week we spoke briefly about some of the names in the Bible. Mm -hmm. We'll take a, a, a deeper mm -hmm. look at some of them this morning. We'll start with the uh, the name uh, itself. Moses asks God his name uh, in, in Exodus 3.13, saying that, you know, when I go back to the children of Israel in, in um, Egypt, what should I call? Who, who should I say sent me? And God replies, I am who I am. He said, thus you shall say to the children of Israel, I am has sent you. And this name is related to the Hebrew ver verb meaning to be. And so implies the absolute existence of God. Mm -hmm. And uh, his name is, is descriptive of himself. We could, this, it, it's, it's sometimes so frustrating because we could just go on and on and on with these studies. You have to try to corral it in. And many people have done uh, extensive studies on, on the name of God, which we could do here. We could really go off on, on a rabbit trail with the various El Shaddai, mm -hmm the Lord of Sabaoth, uh, Yahweh, uh, all the various names of God. Um, Jehovah Jireh. Uh, I mean, there's, there's, yeah, exactly. there's been many studies on those, many um, studies. But uh, his causality is at the core. His existence is, is at the core of, of his name and what he expre expresses in to Moses in Exodus uh, 3.13, where he reveals himself. And then um, when, you know, asked, uh, uh, what is your name? We've got uh, a few other names that I thought we'd just take a, a glance at. In Isaiah 1.1, the prophet's name, Isaiah, means Yahweh is salvation. Yahweh is salvation. Daniel, the L at the end, you know, we talked about that, engaging the, the name of God in, mm. you know, within the context of the name is God is my judge. Uh, Joel means Yahweh is God. Mm. Amos means burden bearer. Mm. I like that. Uh, yeah, the Joel, I can, you know, you can sort of take a part there. You don't really think about it. Jah, ja, Yah, and, and El, or Joel, you know, Yol, <laughs> as they say. Uh, but yeah, uh, you see, I, I never really looked at it until I saw it here on your. Uh, Mm -hmm. on your outline you know Yahweh and is God it's that you know it's Joel is actually a conjunction of the two right exactly yeah. exactly then you have Ruth and her name means friend mm -hmm. uh, sister-in-law of Ophrah which means fawn mm -hmm. and this one I like Samuel because I love Sam the story of Samuel yeah mm -hmm. bird of God and uh, this is uh some of what we really want to draw out because this is this is what's said of Samuel, prophesied of Samuel. This is his character. It says, not a word that he spoke fell to the ground. Mm. So he heard of God, and his name was Samuel. Um, and uh, Micah, because I know somebody named Micah, he, he who is like God. In, mm. We are created in God's likeness. Mm -hmm. Micah is he who is like God. 
I love that. I never, I, I guess I didn't realize the uh, Samuel's heard of God because if you recall, his, 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 uh, his testimony begins with him hearing the voice of God as a child, you know, uh, yeah, uh, right. Yeah. saying, Hey, what was that? What's that you say? He was like, go to, go to bed, kid, you bother me. And then, uh, <laughs> exactly. you know, it's, it's, uh, it turns out to be the voice of God. It's the high, right. you know, the high priest at the time couldn't hear it, but yeah. his, his, this child heard the voice of God and, uh, you know, led a life that was, uh, sure. honored God. You know, such such awesomeness. You know, what's in a name? There you go. What's in a name? A much, lot of much a lot indeed. Of uh-huh. So, uh, as I looked at this, it turns out there's a considerable amount of name changing going on in the Bible. Yeah. Uh, this is once again to an extent that it, I believe that it it bears consideration. Mm-hmm. We've got Abram, meaning high father, gets his name changed to Abraham, father of multitude. Um, Hosea, uh, which means deliverer, has his name changed to Joshua or Yeshua, which means uh, Jehovah saved. Uh, We have Naomi, means pleasant, but she wanted to be called Mara, which means bitter in in Ruth 120. Mm. Jacob means uh, heel catcher uh, or supplanter or deceiver. And his name gets changed to Israel, meaning prince with God, or he ruled, uh, he will rule as God, or he strives with God, or may God persevere. Mm. So, uh, you know, there's a, a spectrum of, of definition there. Uh, Daniel gets his name changed in, in, a, in a nefarious sort of direction to Bel- Belteshazzar. And so do um, Meshach, Meshach, Shadrach, Shadrach, Meshach, and, and, and Abednego. Those were not their, their original names. Right. Mm. Um, so in, in the captivity, uh, Belteshazzar was uh, a, a, a pagan deity, uh, or the, the at least in part, the name in, it w- was referring to a pagan deity. So. Oh, and later, you know, Joseph gets his name changed. Joseph, he, uh, he earlier actually, gets his name changed. Pharaoh, he yeah. gets a name changed. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Simon gets changed by Jesus to Peter and Saul uh, to Paul. So there's a, a lot of this name changing going on in the Bible. And we, you know, Susanna and I, we actually used to hang uh, periodically. Please don't anybody hold this against us. But... Uh, there's a group called 12 Tribes, mm-hmm. uh, which is uh, kind of a, uh, a cultish uh, uh, Christian uh, uh, group that they live together in, in community and forsake everything. And uh, mm-hmm. uh, really try to live in the Old Testament they, style. They try to live in that first century dynamic. And one of the first things that they do when you, when you join the, the group is you have your name changed. To a Hebrew name, you get you select a, a Hebrew name. Mm. Uh, Mark and I, uh, well, we were all talking about confirmation mm. uh, yep. earlier in, in the yep. Catholic tradition, and one of the elements of confirmation, which in in church doctrine is symbolic of receiving the Holy Spirit. Right. Uh, Bob was sharing that he really got smacked well, back there in the Bronx. They Put some oil on his head and smacked him across the face and said, "You received the Holy Spirit." I did. Yeah. Uh, wow. But Bob, uh, do you remember? Uh, did 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 you choose a new name? Because that was that uh, that was part of that. Remember? Yes. What did you choose? 
Jacob. Jacob. Oh. Okay. okay. The Bible, but Jacob, your yeah, gonna, so I chose the name. I chose the name Job. Right. Not that I ever wrote, read Job. <laughs> the prophecy has been fulfilled. Man of suffering. Yeah, yeah, to his Job. knees by God. The only reason why I chose Job was because <laughs> my mom always used to say to me, "Get a job." <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> That I had the patience of Job, oh, and I don't even like I don't even know who this Job guy uh, is. Uh, but uh, in the heat of the moment, I had to pick a name, so I, I chose Job. There you go. Um, wow. yeah. Careful what you wish for. Yeah, talking about. And we yeah. talked about this last week. You know that yeah, you know being a teacher, I have run across some wild, hinky names. You know, yeah, crazy stuff. I mean, one that strikes me. Again, and God bless this little mother, but she came for kindergarten uh, sign up, and this was down in Memphis, Tennessee. And I was sitting there, and I, you know, what's your child's name? And she said, Famali. And I said, Tamali? She said, No, 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 Famali. I said, Could you spell that for me? And she said, Sure, F E M A L E. I said, yeah. Really? Female? She said, yes, the, the hospital named my baby for me. Ooh. You know how they put the little card uh -huh. on it and it says females uh -huh. and then the last name? Uh -huh. So, I mean. Now, of course, uh -huh. today you can't do that because uh, oh, we wouldn't want to be so gauche to actually impose uh, uh, or, or anything ridiculous like that. Yeah. Um, she also, things. Susanna also had. Uh, were these friends, the twins, Gerangelo and Urangelo? Yeah, Yolangelo oh. and Gerangelo. Oh. And when you spelled out the names, it was orange, jello, and yellow jello. Oh, my. Okay. Well, how about I mean, that? I mean, people come up with crazy stuff. People come up oh. with crazy stuff. And of course, you know, in the 60s and the 70s, people were singing their children's star song and. Yeah. And, yeah, you know, well, that's the thing. Willow window or oh, something, you know, who knows where these names go. But it, it sticks mm. to the children, Sue. a boy named Sue. Yeah. And it, it can cause yeah. real issues later on as people grow up. Oh, my. Well, speaking of yellow and orange yellow, uh, <laughs> I worked in a hospital kitchen for, you know, in my youth uh, when I was in high school. Oh. And um, our hospital... Uh, started to have a psych psychiatric ward they didn't have one previously and then they decided to put a wing in for psychiatric care and i noticed that anybody you know i would go i would i would start the the, the line to give people their meals or whatever and so on on it it would tell you what they picked for their food and it would tell you their name and their room number and i noticed invariably i would notice that the, like anyone on the psych wards had like a peculiar name and i wondered if there was some sort of corporate correlation uh between you know them getting this particularly strange or, or you know peculiar name and them having a psychiatric issue um you know and and you know where they were bullied or whatever chastised or or whatever and then it led to their their their, their psychological condition and you can see that you know where someone's name or whatever might yeah. be uh, a lightning rod for ridicule or you know 
yeah, well, oppression or persecution and and result in someone being you know deeply affected by it to, sure, sure, you know. sure. I'm, I'm skipping down here but irving most likely grows up with a different uh character than than ricky does right mm -hmm. you know? so this this can uh, george carlin had that great uh you know he had one bit where it was like you know uh you know they were they were there's there's guys in the street and they're screaming for a girl to 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 let them on up or whatever it was it was uh rico tito and george and said it's like hey hey Yolanda, let us upstairs or whatever I, i'm i'm embellishing on his as routine forgive me george um but it, and it says who's out there it was like uh rico tito and george like tell george the wait and it was like, like so george george just you know didn't have the same uh uh rico suave uh you know genevieve of uh rico and tito like, apparently you know it. didn't have that appeal uh, and so irving you know would would suffer That's likewise yeah. Uh, in today's culture little attention is paid to naming a child beyond you know what's cute or stylish or perhaps maybe it winks at a gesture towards a, a family member. Uh, let's just uh, go around the room. Uh, Mark Witt, your name is unusual because it's Mark with a C. Where, where did that come from? That's a great question. Um, well, I have a I have an older brother, Matt, who was named after my dad, Matt. Right. And then Michael came along. And, yeah. and I think, honestly, I think um, I questioned my parents about it. And they, they, um, they decided to uh, stick with the M's. And yep. so it was, you know, they went for a third M and uh, there was the gospel of Mark, but um, there's no Marks in my family. And uh -huh. they chose, which, you know, I've heard from people that it's the quote unquote Jewish spelling of Mark with a C. Um, okay. So I don't, you know, there was really from my parents basically it was just sort of an m name and and that was it and then when they got to my next brother um i remember i remember you know positing and forth the word uh, the name of tommy i don't know why um but my grandmother had a brother named tommy and and they they went away from the m's and you know went to tommy for him so i don't know sometimes there's a lot in the name um but uh in terms of meaning, um, you know, the, if I do a quick Google search, I think it says something about, it says something about my internet connection. Um, I have no idea. What does the name Mark mean? Be warlike. Okay. Yeah. Concentrated right. to the God of Mars. So I yeah, I don't, we'll stay away from the internet and I'll just, you know. Well, Susanna's got an interesting story. Yeah. Well, I wanted to hear Tammy Lynn because Tammy well, Lynn, your ask. name yeah. is is not two names. It's Tammy Lynn, all one name. Well, actually, yeah. no. My talk about a new name. Yeah, tell the story. First name is Tammy. My middle name is Lynn. I chose to put it together recently. Yeah. Um, my mom actually wanted to name me Tammy Lynn. My father didn't like it, so it was split up. I was actually named after Tammy Wynette. And Loretta Lynn. Uh, <laughs> wow, I love Tammy Wynette. Cool. I I actually met That's Loretta Lynn. Yes, yeah. Susanna yeah. met Loretta Lynn. Yeah, a long time ago. <clears throat> no, my name um, originally I was I'm the second child, and they expected to have a boy. 
Mm -hmm. So they didn't have any girls' names. So when I show up on the scene and I'm a girl, they're like, abadabadabadaba. So the on my birth certificate, my last name is written by the doctor's handwriting. And there's no first or, or middle name. So a couple. this is back when people stayed in the hospital for several days. And um, so the first couple of days, my dad says to mom, well, we're going to name them, going to give her two names. So why don't we just, you can name her after you. We'll, we'll give her first name Peggy. Because my mother was Peggy Ann. And so, okay, okay. So another nurse writes the name Peggy in another handwriting. So the night before I'm supposed to come home with mom, my dad calls my mom and says, what do you think of the name Susanna? And mom says, well, that's a lovely name, but I don't have anybody in my family named Susanna. Do you have somebody in your family named Susanna? He says, no, no, no. I just watched this great movie called Susanna of the Mounties with Shirley Temple in it. Uh, and I think that's a great name. What do you think? <laughs> so I am named after, like you, Tammy, uh, I'm named after a character that was played by Shirley Temple called uh, Susanna of the Mounties. So that's where I got my name. Amazing. Robert? I'm just an old what do you got? Irish uh, Robert. Old Irish Robert. Robert Costello. Well, uh, do you have a middle name? My grandkids, Jacob. Yeah, oh, my, Jacob. My okay, grandkids yeah. call me Capo. Capo. Ah. Ahead. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. And I went to uh, brought my my grandson to uh, pre-K, and a teacher said, "What? What do you call your grandfather? Capo." He goes, "What? Capo? You know, Capo." Said, "Well, it's different." Yeah, I was going to say Costello is a name that's you know synonymous with some circles with the, with organized crime, Bob. Uh, so, so when they see Bob Costello, the capo, uh, you know, they might take a couple steps back. Right. So uh, everybody's got a story surrounding their name. Yeah. Uh, our so this is very important and this is really where i'd like to try to get and and then camp for a little while here uh this morning because our sense of identity is very much established by our name yeah. it is in many cases the second thing that is spoken over us yeah. after birth mm -hmm. yeah. now uh, this dovetails back to the power of language the power of prophecy um I made a case last week that Abraham was, uh, or uh, that Adam was actually prophesying over the animals, mm -hmm. that he he took a glimpse of their character and bestowed yeah. a name on them, or vice versa. You know, yeah. if we weren't there, it's hard to tell yeah. which way it flowed. But uh, a, a, a large part of our character yeah. very much dovetailed into our, our name. Uh, yeah. And our sense of identity is, is very much attached to our name. My name is Arthur. I found out years ago it means strong as an anvil. Um, right. It didn't really mean as much to me as the fact that it was uh, uh, far more significant was the fact that it was, it was my grandfather's name, my mother's uh, father, Arturo in Italian. Yeah. Yeah. And um, he was a great guy, apparently. I, ne I never knew him personally. He died of tuberculosis <laughs> when my mom was 18. Wow. Uh, and um, wow. she was the oldest child, uh, left uh, six yeah. children and one on the way, yeah. actually. So those were the, you know, Ooh. those were the days, uh, this, I think it was 1939. Oh, he was a fine men's tailor. He was such a craftsman wow. that his thimble, which we have, uh, my brother has it, his yeah. thimble is actually perforated on the inside in wow. the same place every time. So he always hit the needle in the exact same place and wow. it actually perforated the inside of the thimble. Wow. Um, apparently he was quite 
the, the guy, um, he, my mom used to love to tell stories about him. They lived in a tenement house and she used to say that there was a, there was a family that lived downstairs that the father would come home every night and beat his kids with a, a cat of nine's tail. Uh, and her father went downstairs one night and took it away from him. Yeah. And he says, if, if I ever hear you beating your children again, I'll, I'll turn this on you. And, and my grandfather was not a, a, a big guy. He was a very slight, you know, uh, guy. Uh, one time my mom told the story that there was an African-American man that uh, worked with him. He, he was in, obviously in the garment industry and, uh, and he, he, they became friendly and he wanted this guy to come over for dinner one evening to the North End in Boston, which was the Italian community. And the guy politely refused, just knowing that it was, would have been inappropriate and maybe mm -hmm. even, but uh, my grandfather really wanted him to come and, and join. So, you know, so that richness in the name is really, you know, what some of the things that I cling on to, and, and I believe some of it gets, gets transposed. We see it happening in scripture with some of the names of the people that we looked at, that their character is woven mm. in their name. And it, even when there's a change of name, like uh, uh, Abram to Abraham, there's a, there's a story behind that. And yeah. remember weeks ago, we talked about the narrative nature of scripture, that God's writing a story here mm -hmm. and all the dynamics, the characters, right? They have, they have their story. Yes. And this story is woven into a great, beautiful tapestry. Mm -hmm. And so uh, our sense of identity is very, very much attached to our name. And, and, and we know, I've said here many times before, the four fundamental questions of life are origin, destiny, morality, and uh, identity, or some people say meaning. Uh, but um, uh, so our sense of identity uh, in, we read in, um, in John 14, uh, 12, 12 to 12, that must be 12 and 13. <laughs> Jesus gives his disciple, uh, his disciples and us, the authority to use his name authoritatively. Uh, if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. This is a, a powerful injunction. Uh, this is like, um, you know, having the signet ring. Joseph, uh, we read Joseph uh, back in the Old Testament is a type of Christ. And, and Pharaoh gives him his signet ring. And therefore, giving him his authority, which whatever he says goes. And Jesus gives us uh, that authority. It's the same kind of authority that was given in, in Genesis 2, uh, that we would subdue the earth mm. and, and take dominion over it. The extended verse says, more assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will also do. And greater works than these he will do because I go to my father. Uh, and whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. And he goes on to say, if you keep my promise, if you uh, love me, keep my commandments. So uh, the, we're seeing that there's great authority in, in a name. If, if I wrote a check, I like to say sometimes, you know, you pick some celebrity with this all this uh, self-identification thing you know and uh, say uh oh well you know i i self-identify as uh george clooney 
<laughs> and I'm going to go cash a check <laughs> in his name. I'll, I'll sign it and yeah, cash a check in his happen. name. Well, you uh, know, when you talked about this verse, you know, I think, Pastor Bob, you're talking about that section where um, Jesus sends them out. Yeah, right. And gives them authority. Yeah. And then they come back. Oh. And what does yeah. he say? Luke 10, 17. Yeah. yeah. You want to read it? Yep. He kind of buried here. Uh, the 70 returned and said, even the demons are subject to us in your name. In verse Luke 10, 18, I saw Satan fall from heaven like lightning. Right. When they said that. So even the demons were subject to his name. Uh, once again, the power and authority of his name. And I, I'd like to point out uh, just momentarily, I, I talked last week about the deterioration of language in our culture, how we're moving towards a universal language. Yeah. Uh, it, it's a uh, undermining of Genesis uh, 11. I don't remember God saying anything about unifying the language yet. Right. He, he'll do it in his time, not in our time. So this is a very dangerous thing that we're toying with. But we're also toying with the sense of identity. Mm -hmm. It's my assertion that as a nation, primarily, we're suffering from an identity crisis. Mm -hmm. And one of the places uh, where it's expressed is in uh, our sexuality. Mm -hmm. And with this uh, thing going on about self-identifying, mm -hmm. once again, mm -hmm. our sense of identity is wrapped up in our name and people are running around saying changing their name and, and changing their 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 sense of who they are mm -hmm. uh, so uh we see in in acts 19 13 to 16 some of the i this is a great passage of scripture some of the itinerant jewish exorcists took it upon themselves to call on the name of the lord jesus and it went very badly mm -hmm. yes, it went yes, very yes. badly Right, because well, they and and that really points to you know their lack of relationship with the Lord. Um, exactly. You know, they 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 tried to use the name and uh, to to have power over the, the the spiritual forces of darkness, and because of their lack of relationship with the Lord, um, they were they were literally stripped naked and and you know sent running from the house. Sure, and sure. whereas opposed to when we have a relationship with the Lord, um, yeah, yeah. like, like today, for instance, is, um, Palm Sunday. And if you recall that the, you know, the, the apostles were sent to, to go get the, uh, the donkey or whatever. And then Luke, um, Luke 19, I think it is, um, uh, -huh, uh, -huh. uh, you know, go into the village opposite you. Yeah. And Luke 1930, uh, it says go into the village opposite you where you enter it and you find a colt tied on which no one has ever sat, loose it and bring it here. And if anyone asks you, why are you losing it? Thus you should say, because the Lord has need of it. Now, if they had to ask, you know, who do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean by that? Um, uh, they would say the name of Jesus, of course, and because of their relationship with it, you know, they did run into someone, and and they just said, you know, it wasn't the Jedi mind trick. The Lord has need of it. Um, maybe, you know, um, but they were they were they were given uh, they were given it, and uh, it was used for the Lord's purposes to be glorified, um, you know, as a, the King entering Jerusalem on on Palm Sunday. So. You know, say when we have relationship, that the name is meaningful, and it's it's right. it, it gives us identity and it gives us power. Right. 
You know, my concordance in my Bible, you know, if you ever want to look something up, check the back of your Bible and see if you have one of these concordance. Mm -hmm. And the word name is tons and tons of verses. But right. when I'm looking at this, um, it says, he who believes in his name, meaning Jesus, John 1, 12. Yeah. Then it says, uh, comes in his own name, John 5, 43. His sheep know him by name, right. John 10, 3. Through faith in his name, right. we're saved, Acts 4, no, 3.16. Acts 4.12 says, there is no other name but Jesus. Yeah. And then it goes on to say what we have started with, that every, uh, which is above every other name, the name of Jesus in mm -hmm. Philippians 2.9. Yeah. And all those, all those speak of the exclusivity of Christ, too. Right. You know? right, let's, right. you know, let's be specific. Let's name names. And the name, the name that the V name is, is Christ the Lord. Yeah. So, so. this is, uh, again, we're, we're recognizing the, the foundational uh, essence of, of naming and of the name of Jesus and the dynamics of, of names. Um, you know, when we were talking about the Acts 19 passage and those, uh, Jewish exorcists took it upon themselves to use the name of Jesus. I, 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 I would probably get the same treatment if I tried to use this, the name of George Clooney, right? You know, if I, if I, you use somebody's name, I might not get beaten, but so you go around to use somebody's name inappropriately without uh, that authority uh, imparted or given to you, there are harsh consequences to that. So, you have something in revelations you wanted to bring up uh, a couple of things god says he's going to give us a white stone uh revelation 2 17 a white stone and on the stone is a name written which no one knows except him who receives it i see that's in here yeah right right the name well, that will be given mm -hmm. also philippians 4 3 paul is talking about clement clement and the rest of the fellow workers whose names are in the book of life. Yes. Right. Mm. Book of life. Right. He's specific <laughs> about us, too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Next to us. <laughs> that's powerful. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that, and that's where we, we go when we get there. And that's where when. You check your name. Got a register here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Do you have a reservation? Mm. Uh, let me see. Uh, is your name here? <laughs> and. Hopefully and blessedly, uh, hopefully, you know, prayerfully, that. our name is there. And mm. he will name say, enter good and faithful servant. Yep. Mm. So we are mm. going, going to receive a new name. And I, and I felt as though this was extremely noteworthy. <laughs> because in the wedding ceremony, right. yeah. wherein to become one flesh, right? right? Yep. Mm -hmm. To become one flesh, that's Matthew 19, 5 and elsewhere. Yeah. The bride right. relinquishes her name. Right. right? Mm -hmm. This is this is just you know you you couldn't make this stuff up no. really. Mm -hmm. We see the divine authorship oh. in in all of this. This has such an intricacy and such a beauty here that we we must uh, uh, divert to God on on this. Yeah. We must divert to a divine authorship. The way this is all just so beautifully woven together, yeah. and we too as Christ's bride shall be called by a new name. Mm -hmm. uh, Bob um, read the uh, uh, Revelation, Revelation 217, right. also uh, Revelation uh, 212, but a, uh, or 312, <laughs> but a, a beautiful scripture that I discovered in, in regard to this uh, 
is Isaiah 62. And if you if uh, want to turn to Isaiah 62, and starting in verse 1, it says, For Zion's sake, so he names the holy city, For Zion's sake, I will not hold my peace. And for Jerusalem's sake, I will not rest until her righteousness goes forth as brightness and her salvation as a lamp that burns. The Gentiles shall see your righteousness and all the kings uh, your glory. You shall be called by a new name, which the mouth of the Lord will name. You shall also be a crown of glory in the hand of the Lord and a royal diadem in the hand of your God. You shall no longer be termed or named forsaken, nor shall your land any more be termed or named desolate, but you shall be called um, Hephzibah and your land Beulah. And Hephzibah means delight in her. Delight in her, for the Lord delights in you. And Beulah means married. And your land shall. So here we see that that there's a, a a prophecy of character and hope and future uh, all tied into the name. You know the the Lord prophesies over uh, the city of God over Jerusalem and says, "This is what your new name shall be." And the new name is is wrapped up up with descriptive. Um, uh, notions of, of, of character or, or, or what, what, what it'll be like. It's, mm. it's not just a, a pretty cutesy name. Like, you know, I, oh, I prefer this. You know, I'm going to rename you or call you this instead. Jesus said, said to Simon, you know, you shall, you shall be called Peter. Mm. And upon this rock, I shall build my church. Yeah. Uh, and he being the chief cornerstone. So this, mm-hmm. isn't, this isn't just fluff. Mm, right. um, God is very... Uh, uh, proactive and meticulous about about naming, and uh, we should be very much aware of that. Very much a, a aware of our engagement with with His name. Of course, we know that uh, we talked about last week how in in Jewish uh, culture, the, the the name of Yahweh 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 is uh, first of all we don't know that the the vowels are inserted. It's uh, it's just it's just four consonants, uh, yod, hey, va, and hey, the four uh, Hebrew letters. So the, the vowels are are inserted so that we can pronounce it, but they never pronounced it. They either left it blank in writing or referred to it as the name, or or just skipped over because it was too holy to utter. Mm-hmm. I think I think if I can just interject right yeah. there. When Jesus is in the garden and the the people come to arrest him and the soldiers he says who have you come to, to take and they say we, we want jesus of nazareth and he says i am yeah. and they fall down yeah because <laughs> that name is so powerful mm. that name is so powerful yeah and i just <laughs> wanted to go on to say that in the in the church era um now we actually take the name of Jesus in vain so often. Yeah. Uh, and that's part of the cultural norm, taking yeah. the name of Jesus yeah. in vain. So here we have in the Old Testament and in ancient culture, the name yeah. was so holy that you couldn't even speak it. Right. 
And here we have flipped yeah. over yeah, to yeah, a cultural yeah. experiment right. where we're so flippant with the name, uh, name of, of Jesus yeah. that we use it as a profanity. Yeah. And, um, you know, or we use it, uh, you know, God as a lightheartedly an, an exclamation point. Oh, ex God, yeah. I stub my toe, God, you know, that yeah. kind of, and that's just, it hurts mm. my feelings. I also go back to um, Acts <clears throat> when Peter and John were, were arrested and they were they were told by the government. Yeah, this is good. They, so right. they called them and commanded them, you will not speak nor teach right. in the name of Jesus. Right. Mm. Yeah. Not a name, but in the name of Jesus. They said, you right. do, don't do this anymore. They were commanded, you know, and it's kind of like, you know, today we're, <clears throat> we can't <clears throat> say the Pledge of Allegiance because it says under God. Right. You know, we, we have all these different things where yep. yeah, this the is. government and the culture is trying to squish us down and say, you can't use that name, right. the name. And and again, like you said, they they create Satan has come along and made it just a byword. Yeah. So, so, with, so the, the uh, government <clears throat> is restricting it for an ugly reason. Yeah. So, you, you know, in, in past cultures, it was restricted from usage because it was it was revered. It was too holy. But now there, the, 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 the norm is that, um, well, you can't use it because uh, somebody's going to be offended. And we don't want to, yeah. you know, we don't, we don't want to offend the atheist. We don't want to, <laughs> why don't we just get them saved? That, that's even better. Um, so this is the cultural experiment that we live in. Uh, language is, being, is clearly being corrupted. Names are, are being used very flippantly and very casually, and there's a corruption therein. And it really dovetails back to identity. Uh, a, a real genuine identity crisis has descended upon our culture, not just the United States of America, but I'd say worldwide, this epidemic of, uh, of loss of sense of identity or, not, or confusion uh, identity confusion is is rampart, yeah. and it has consequences. Yes. Consequences that we yeah. have not yet foreseen. Right. Uh, Eric Metax, uh, not Eric, but <laughs> John Stone Street loves to say, uh, from Breakpoint, says ideas have consequences, yeah. and bad ideas have victims. All right. Mm -hmm. So we oftentimes it takes it, it takes years to 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 see what the outcome of some bad ideas. Uh, but we're reaping some of them now. Uh, I just wanted to close by pointing out just the marriage, again, the marriage dynamic of, of, a, of a woman relinquishing her name. Paul says of this, that this is a great mystery, but I'm speaking of Christ and the church. So he makes that connection between the marriage covenant and what's going on between Christ and his church or his bride. And so this is the, uh, the powerful essence of a name. We're going to be given a new name, and right. that name uh, is, uh, uh, we understand that our identity is in Christ, mm -hmm. that our lives are hidden with God in Christ Jesus. Mm -hmm. so, Want to add something? Well, I have a story. Uh, oh, please do, Bob. I love that. <laughs> I was preaching in my church in uh, Pennsylvania, Gettysburg area, and I was preaching, I don't know what I was preaching on, <laughs> what? Uh, nobody else do either. Oh my goodness, sir. So I preached in the middle of my sermon. I started talking about the name of Jesus and I had a flashback. I mean, it's like the Holy Spirit to me sitting in a bar and swearing like a sailor and using the name of Jesus as a swear word. Mm. Mm. 
Broke your heart. Broke your heart. Yeah. Mm. And, and I said, I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't know life for me. I didn't know. You know he loved me that much. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That he would lay down his life for me. And, I mean, it just hit the whole congregation. Mm. It, it was an amazing moment. Yeah. People started weeping in the church. And, you know, it was just the Holy Spirit just lifting up. That's what he does. He always lifts up the name of Jesus. That's right. Yeah. But why do we do such things? And in that, we see the spiritual warfare. <laughs> Mm -hmm. That this isn't just a casual thing. Nobody runs no. around taking the name of Muhammad in vain, no. right? No. no. So there is a spiritual component here right, right. that we must recognize. And mm -hmm. we must, as believers, recognize our part, our authority, um, and, um, and, and everything surrounding mm -hmm. uh, the, the power and dynamic and wonder of the name of Jesus. Uh, we just really take that take that to to heart, and I think we need to be bold. You know, we, in our church, we've been talking about being bolder about our evangelism, being bolder yeah. about our testimony. You know, people are saved by the the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony, and, right. and that's a great big huge one, Bob. That you, Pastor Bob, you just said that that affected a lot of people. Yeah. But when you just said that about you know nobody takes nobody stubs their toes and says oh Muhammad, right. or gets angry and says ah. And, you know, it's funny because, you know, I have several um, Bengali and, um, you know, Indian women who work in the, in the school system with me. And, of course, when a group of people come over and they start learning a language, what's the first words that they start learning? They learn curse words, which is a shame, but anyway, it is. And one of the ladies, you know, says something. She says, oh, you know, oh, God, you know, about something. And I said, you know, I really have to ask you not to do that because... That is an important name to me. Yes. God is an important name to me, and wow. Jesus is an important name to me. Mm. And you wouldn't want me to walk in and, you know, get angry about something and, and say, oh, Allah, you know, or, you know, yeah. damn Allah, or, you know, yeah. what are those? And she went, what? I said, that's how it feels to me. Yeah. When you name. use the word name of Jesus or you use God as a curse word or as a profanity or even as an explicit. Just because you bumped your toe or you hit your elbow. Mm. He was like, I never thought of it that way. Yeah. And it's interesting because it, it kind of had a ripple effect. And I noticed that many of the women, especially when they were with me, would not do that. Mm -hmm. Would not would not slip into that cultural use of, of the name of Jesus or the word, name yeah. of God. Yeah. As you know, this this exodus. But we have to stand up. We no, have we to should, stand uh, up and say something. That. We should guard yeah. that. We need we need saints to protect the you know to stand up for the name of Christ to stand up for the name of the Lord. Um, yeah. Before I came to Christ, I remember I you know my first incarnation of the second job at Walmart. Um, before coming to Christ, <laughs> I remember you know being somewhat surly or or something, and uh, I don't know if it was God or Jesus Christ, but uh, um. You know, I spoke spoke it as an expletive, you know, um, of frustration or whatever, and what I was dealing with. And and one of the, this um, shopper was walking by, and there was a woman, and she um, she she corrected me, and boy, did that upset me. 
uh, you know, um, you know, because she basically, you know, called me out my blasphemy and, uh, and it was really convicting, you know, and I was, I would like to say I was chastised, but I was actually angered by it, you know, because, you know, how dare she tell me, you know, what yeah. to say or whatever. Um, but I, I never forgot it. And, uh, you know, that woman was trying to show me the right way. And it, it wasn't, it wasn't very long after that, that, you know, the, <laughs> that name, that name became you know, very, very important to me. And um, it's amazing what the Lord can do. Jesus said that even those who blaspheme the name of the son shall be forgiven. Yes. And that's so the truth. We, we have, uh, we have that forgiveness before us. Yeah. Um, I, I, I regret and bemoan, you know, the days like Bob that I, I used uh, uh, the name of Christ, the name of Jesus inappropriately, yeah. not understanding the, the power, the beauty, the majesty in, in, mm. in his name, mm. uh, just ignorant and without the, the Holy Spirit, right. but uh, that's all been forgiven. Mm. Uh, and, and Amen. Now, I can wear that name like a garment um, in, in all its uh, beauty and, and splendor. Mm. So uh, I end with Proverbs uh, uh, 2 1 that says, A good name is to be chosen rather than great riches, loving favor rather than silver and gold. Mm. And uh, we can wear the name of Jesus like a garment and, and, mm. uh, and step out into this, into this cultural moment exalting the name of Jesus in, in, instead. You know, that's the change that happens in us. We can, we can flip the whole dynamic. Uh, we can exalt the name of Jesus and, mm. and this power in, in that. Uh, and I want to say that once again, it's not we that do it, but it's the Holy Spirit. Sure. And once right. again, I say to our listeners, if you want to be part of this, if you want to change from that old nature to the new nature, all you have yeah. to do is call on the name of Jesus, right, right. believe yeah. in him. Yeah. And, and and you can be saved. You will be saved. That's right. So That's right. we all say to you, please, dear listener, if you want to to, to be saved, just cry out to Jesus and mm -hmm. he will listen and he will answer and he will change you from from the old man to the new man. Amen. It's always our prayer on this podcast. Indeed. Amen. So Bob, would you pray for us yeah. as we mm -hmm. this morning? Thank you, Lord, that uh, we are your children and we are uh, recognize you as our father. And uh, thank you for sending your son, Jesus, mm -hmm. the most powerful name on earth. And at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow, tongue confess, that you are Lord, you're mm -hmm. the ultimate authority. Right. Lord, you're Lord over heavens and the earth. God, we uh, thank you that our names are written in your book, the Lamb's Book of Life mm -hmm. in heaven. And thank you for that. You made that possible, but it's only because of your mercy and grace and the cross that we could say our names are there. We have our uh, reservations. <laughs> and uh, we thank you for that. Lord, you made it possible because of, of your death on the cross. Jesus, same we pray. Amen. 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 Amen.